0: Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
1: In this episode, meet urban beekeeper Andrew Cote, science and nature writer Jennifer Ackerman, and journalist turned professional poker player Maria Konnikova. It's remarkable what we can learn when we take the time to observe behavior without obscuring it with what we think we know. Each of these authors writes about what can be learned when we truly open our eyes to bees, to birds, and yes, to bluffs. Now go behind the mic to hear them talk about recording their audiobooks. Enjoy.
0: Hi, this is Andrew Cote, author of Honey and Venom: Confessions of an Urban Beekeeper. I wrote my book because I felt like that my story and the story of urban beekeeping, New York City rooftop beekeeping and about Bees Without Borders, the 501c3 that teaches beekeeping as a means of poverty alleviation throughout the world. I know that people are interested in those things because there have been hundreds and hundreds of articles written about it and I thought, let me put my voice to it, and then it will join the uh, symphony of other works on the subject, and I will have had my two cents added to that. I was inspired by the honeybees themselves. The honeybees are amazing creatures, and basically they've been around since the Cretaceous period. They've been a source of wonder and excitement for me for most of my life so far. Recording this audiobook has been a little bit nerve-wracking, but overall it's been fulfilling. And I was able to read the book from beginning to end, which frankly I hadn't done ever because I'd worked on it chapter by chapter, then went back and forth. And so it was great for me to sort of see the culmination of that and the fruition of the story right to the end. So uh, it was great. I knew that I would not be able to say the names of my two Icelandic friends. I was 100% sure. I even had them send me video files of them saying their names so I could hear their names, so that I could watch their lips as they pronounced their names and I practiced and I failed and I know that I said their names wrong and one of them his name is pronounced something like and I just call him H because I can't say his name I love the man I respect him I can't say his name I failed I'm excited for listeners to learn about honeybees but not just that to learn about the places in which honeybees are kept You know, I live inside this bubble of New York City urban beekeeping, so much so that it doesn't even occur to me that people in other places and parts of the world don't have it on their radar at all. So I'm excited that a listener elsewhere in the country or the world may discover for the first time that we keep bees in Central Park, that we have bees at the Bronx Zoo, that there are bees at historic cemeteries and on top of hotels and churches and synagogues. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Morgan Freeman or Christopher Walken, somebody with a very, very similar voice, like one of those two. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Burnt goat meat on a stick. I ate it to help avoid getting stung by bees. But, as I often do, I'm getting ahead of myself. Winter is the quiet season in beekeeping, which means that January is a slow month for a beekeeper in the northeastern United States. The bees themselves do not hibernate, but they are dormant. They huddle around the queen to keep her warm and to help her and themselves survive the frigid temperature outside the hive in much the same manner as we gather indoors with family and friends around a crackling fireplace.
2: Hi, this is Jennifer Ackerman, author of The Bird Way, a new look at how birds talk, work, play, parent and think. I wrote this book because I love birds, and I wanted to share with my readers my explorations of exciting new discoveries about them. These discoveries are overturning many of our old views of bird behavior and intelligence. What's normal in birds and really what they're capable of. They're Astonishing ingenuity and their smart strategies like decision-making, planning for the future, language-like communication skills. For instance, some birds pack their calls with far more meaning than we ever thought possible. And others use surprising tactics for hunting and foraging, from sniffing out food using mainly their noses, which scientists once thought they didn't use at all, to spreading fire or snapping up the insects flushed by swarming ants. Birds use methods of learning, memory, and information sharing that we thought were unique to humans or occurred in only a handful of species. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be illuminating. Reading aloud, hearing the book spoken was completely different from reading it silently and gave me a new perspective on some of the stories and some of the really astonishing facts in the book. I realized I had trouble vocalizing bird calls and songs. In the book, I wrote the words that people use to describe bird vocalizations, but I found that I had difficulty actually imitating the calls and songs. Like for instance, the beautiful duet of the male and female Eastern Whipbird of Australia. It's this incredible whip-choo, but I couldn't quite nail it. (laughs) I'm really excited for listeners to hear the stories and anecdotes about being in the field with scientists and seeing firsthand the extraordinary behaviors of birds. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook myself, I would cast, let's see, David Attenborough or Morgan Freeman? No. No, I think I'd want a really engaging female narrator like Tilda Swinton or Sigourney Weaver. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. I loved hearing Kimmerer describe in her own voice her amazing explorations of indigenous knowledge of plants and what we can learn from them. I love listening to audiobooks on long drives and when I'm cooking or cleaning up in the kitchen after dinner. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. There is the mammal way and there is the bird way. This is one scientist's pithy distinction between mammal brains and bird brains, two ways to make a highly intelligent mind. But the bird way is much more than a unique pattern of brain wiring. It's flight and egg and feathers and song. It's the demure plumage of a mountain thornbill and the extravagant tail feathers of an Indian paradise flycatcher. The solo song of a superb lyrebird and the perfectly timed duets of canebrake wrens, an osprey's hurtling dive toward the sea, and a long-legged heron's still, patient-eyeing of the dark water.
1: Hi, this is Maria Konnikova, author of The Biggest Bluff, How I Learned to Pay Attention, Master Myself, and Win. The Biggest Bluff was inspired by a moment in my life where just about everything that could go wrong did go wrong. My health failed. Someone close to me died. My husband, my mother lost their jobs. Just all of these things going wrong at the same time. And I realized that I wanted to explore the role of luck in our lives. And that eventually led me to poker and to poker as a way of... Looking at luck and trying to discern how much of our lives is skill and how much is chance. How can we learn what we can control and what we can't? If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhausting. I remember after recording The Confidence Game, my last book, I said I was never going to record an audiobook again because it just drained me completely and took so much energy. But I realized that I actually love doing it, even though it is exhausting, and that I wasn't going to let anyone else record this one. So exhausting, but also exhilarating. I realized that I had always said foray, and really it's foray and that I had just mispronounced that word my entire life. But hopefully I will now remember to say foray when I make my next foray into audiobook reading. I think I'm just proudest of the fact that I was able to read my own book. This book is a memoir. It's about my life. It's about my experience. And it really made me proud to be able to recount that to other people in multiple forms it would have been great to just write the book but i feel really lucky that i was also able to record it i have lots of dream narrators for other books but for this particular book for the biggest bluff i knew i had to narrate it on my own We had a bunch of hiccups, and I actually thought I wasn't going to be able to record it because we were on lockdown in New York City during COVID, and none of the studios were open, and I just panicked and started reaching out to everyone I knew because I knew that I didn't want anyone else's voice reading this book. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. You are going to be a gambler? That's my grandmother, Baba Anya, speaking. My other grandmother, my last living grandparent. I've come to Boston for a family visit, nearly bouncing with excitement at my new project, and she is not impressed. To call her lukewarm would be the understatement of the hour. She has a way of setting her jaw that makes it jut out like it's about to slice through stone. The chiseled expression of a conquering hero atop a pedestaled horse. A conquering hero? or an angry general. I can feel the full brunt of grandmotherly disappointment gather on my shoulders.
0: This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.
1: For more Behind the Mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com
2: slash next listen.